An yonder hill there sits a hare, full of worry, grief, and care. And o'er her lodgings it was bare, singing ho, brave boys, hi ho. And o'er her lodgings it was bare, singing ho, brave boys, hi ho. On yonder hill. Every Sunday morning from September to March, the huntsmen of Cady gather their hounds and head for the hills of South Armagh, where until dark they hunt the hare. In tonight's documentary, the huntsmen talk about their sport and their hounds, and they sing the songs written by their predecessors. Came a huntsman riding by, and on this poor hairy cast his eye, and o'er the bogs allowed his dogs, singing ho, brave boys, hi ho, and o'er the bogs allowed his dogs. Singing ho, brave boys, hi ho. From hill to hill, all for the best dog to try his skill and kill the poor hare that never done ill. Singing ho, brave boys, hi ho! And kill the poor hare that never done ill. Singing ho, brave boys, hi ho. <coughs> and now she's torn and torn again, barely as she trips the plain. And may she live to run again. Sing ho, boys, hi ho. And may she live to run again. Singing ho, brave boys, hi ho. The hunting's got to be in your blood. It's got to. Uh, there's got to be some attraction in it for you. I mean. Everybody uh, doesn't enjoy a hunt. People say, uh, what's it all about when you come home from a hunt? Did you catch anything? 
Like these things to me, these are silly questions. We don't go out to catch anything. We go out to, to hunt the hare. We don't we, we don't want to catch it because if we kill every hare we we raise very before a short space of time we we'll have no hares. We'll have to tramp around all day and won't raise a hare at all. And it was a very old saying: "In dead hares, no hunt." I think it's a good sport. There's no question about it. So um, I think any young fellow that likes sport and fresh hair, I think there's nothing to beat. But I have. You get it over them hills and you throw it over the top of the hills and you go on and you try to save the hair as best you can. Never try to kill one. Always try to save that hair. Because a dead hair is no good to nobody. He was going to hire one day and he had half of an eight bull horn on his shoulder and he had the hunt and he went away onto the hunt and he hunted all day and it was only that night that he was going to the pub and he couldn't get through the door the Sahara was still on his shelter he was that much interested in the hunt he forgot to lay her down <laughs> in Bill Adams he lived at the Union Bridge and he was was he a huntsman? he was a huntsman all his life and his two sisters lived along with him and there was one time there was a hunt coming around and he was lying in bed very sick but he said to the sisters would you carry him out to the door to see that hunt and they carried him out to the door and he stood and he listened to the hunt coming up towards the house and on the head up by the house up over the hill he said, that's great. He says, that's as good as I've heard this long time and it's the last I'll ever hear for I'm going into bed to die, he says. He says, and when I die I have only one request to make. He says that when I die, don't bury me. He says, cut me up with lumps and give me to the hounds, he says, but don't let a tire get a bit of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think any of the other men mentioned this, but it's a good thing to get away out up on the hills and on old man gets away from the from the female element you know it this is very good you come back refreshed and, and, and have the dinner for you and then maybe you could take them out for a bit of the night that night whereas if you're sitting all day with them like neck and neck and at one dollar you know I think that's the best of it healthy and it's like a man coming home from sea whenever you come in from a hunt <laughs> See, it used to be the word. The man could go to the pub for a drink, and he, he just met men, but now the women have moved over into the pubs. And, well, they haven't moved on to the hills around Drumbunya. Well, I've hunted all my life now, and my father hunted before me, and my grandfather, and I have nine brothers. Well, there's only three hunts with the hounds. The rest of the men are all doggy men some ways no the boy that starts young he'll finish when he's old and he'll follow them on and of course there's a book of rules on the way how to talk to dogs and all that you know <laughs> and of course yeah, yeah, now at the present time you see you see when I when there was an old, and there was an old man and he gave me this book you see one time there was an old man and he gave me this book one time and he says once the dog starts to feed hunting he says you get in with them dogs and the first thing you'll do, he says, is hold your hands out like that, and you'll say, backwards and forwards, to and fro. <laughs> Them's the wee dogs, hit low, hit low. <laughs> Onwards, giver, she'll soon have to go. <laughs> Them's the wee dogs, hit low, hit low. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 
the man that doesn't understand the hunting, you see, it's a different thing altogether. You see, I remember a priest coming to our parish, and I don't suppose the man had ever saw a hunting his life. And I happened to be outside the town a bit, and he was out for a walk, and the hare came out over the top of this hill, and I suppose the dogs was about, ah, well, there would have been four or five fields behind her anyway. And I saw him looking, he was coming up the road, and I saw him looking to see, and I knew he saw the hare, and he ran over, and he looked after it, and then he came on up to me, and he says to me, are you hunting? I says, I'm fine. I see he says, I saw the hair there. He says, I was thinking you saw her. Well, he says, she's across the road there. Where is the dog? He says, I under there, coming over the top of the hill under. And it's them the dogs that's hunting her, he says. He says, I, them's the dogs that's hunting her. Well, he says, I haven't enough. He says, I'm catching that hair. She's that far in front of him. Ah, well, he says, I, father, you know, yourself that when the huntsman doesn't want to catch the hair. The huntsman doesn't want to catch the hair, he says. Aye, that's right. Well, he says, it doesn't make sense to me. You're out hunting, he says, after a hare, and still in all, you don't want to catch her. Well, it doesn't make sense to me, and he just told me he didn't walk away. So, you see, that man didn't know nothing at all about hunting. He didn't know what was wrong. He might have been watching some other game, maybe with greyhounds or someone like that, but you see, that was a different thing. You see, the dogs, were, they were only coming hunting the trail of the hare, you see. And so he thought, you see, that because they just worn in tight behind her, that they would never catch her, but... If they got time enough, they would catch her. Well, we had a, a, a good pack of dogs. Like, I mean, there were a certain breed, you know. There were a good breed of dogs. There were good stairs. And they had a good tongue, good, what we call good music. If you got up a hair, you'd have a bit of a good music, good cry off them. And uh, they had a, we had a, we tested them all that they would stay, that they wouldn't throw up their backside, as the fellow says, whenever they were hunting. We test them, you know, that they could they'd stay the whole day or two days or three days for that matter. And if they wouldn't stand the test well, we kept them to give them a chance of living away like this, but we didn't breed off them, you know. And uh, if the bitches was good, it was the main thing. Because you want to have the bitch at least has to be nearly 100% or very near it. If you want good hounds, that's my opinion. A bitch is the main thing. If the dog just isn't as good, as long as he has a good tongue and a good nose or fairly good, it's not so bad. You can have good pups. It's very wicked. It's terrible hurry on him, you know. And every dog that throws into the dog is viewing. Oh, More so than the dog that's really hunting. He wants to hear the, the dog, dog is hunting. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long cry, you know. But the dog is viewing. But he's in a hurry to get the, uh, the, the crying out as well as, the, as they get overtaken the hair. Oh, uh, oh yes, oh. No, it's, it's, it's great that, you know, once they, like, the hunt was a bit slow there for a while and maybe not a good day for a hunt. You see, there's uh, days there there would be a drab on the grass there. Uh, the Maybe frost, after frost a frosty night there, you see, there would be a drab. And uh, the hare would throw that up with our feet, you see. And, uh, it upsets the scent. You see, maybe the sun coming down on it. 
Well, then, if they happen to get a wee bit closer to her and get a view of her, it would brighten the dogs up again and the hunt would get far better then. Because you, there's certain dogs, like, and they have great, what you call great noses, they have great scent. And they could lift it, you see, on a dry road for that more than nearly. That's the dog has a great scent. When you see, whenever they're crossing a field and they just stand and they start to turn around a bit and you know rightly that they smell someone, then you get them to that dog. You really see, is he, is he going to strike a knee? He'll cry it surely, and then you get them all to him. Well, when he gets a bit of help from the rest of the dogs, they can go better then, you see. And one helps the other. And then they get there, they're just the same as myself. They, they, one dog knows when the other one's going to hit it to you or not. For well, you go onto a road there, and the dogs will all try the road, and you'll see one dog. Uh, and he'll, <coughs> he'll give one cry, and then he'll stop, and then he'll go again, and he'll get it, and then they're all into him. They're into him, you see, and then they try one yap after another down the road. It's hard to hunt it on the dry road, you see, but they'll try every yap till they get her in off it. Then off they go again in the, on the green field. It says they're hunted then. You see, if you have the good ringing hair, the hair that you put out and wear it, and stop and listen to the dogs it's right. coming. And they do that. And sit and she'll sit and she'll listen to them coming, and she'll drop down and she'll jog on again at her leisure. Oh, you do have a great hunt at that. You hair. do have a great hunt at that hair. Oh, and the hair then that you put out and she runs very hard and quick, it's not the same hunt at all. No, sir. You want a hair that'll wear out and take one good ring away out. And of course she'll take that big one ring first. Well then the next time she takes it she'll not make it as big. And I suppose the third time that you might take it, it would be getting smaller. Well once do you see the hair starting to take it a bit short, it's time for to take the dogs off. Because you know she's beginning to sink a bit. And once the dog's starting to get the nose full too quick, one after the other, it's time for to take them off. Cut, the, cut them out, eh? Well, it's time to get them off, you see. Oh, yes, ah. But the good heavy hair, like... You want a good heavy hair. On a hair, I always maintained the best hair ever you got was a hair that wasn't riz too often, that she lay in the den. There was more of a smell of that hair than a hair that was shifting about here and there. Oh, and, yes, sir. And I always maintained that if it was possible if it was a she-hair, that's the girl. She'll show you about the ring. She'll show you about the ring on the other one. If you get the other boy that <coughs> jogging about here and there, you know what Nate and fiddling about. Well, that boy, he not go out. He fiddle about and he come back in. And, but the, if you get a good she hair that's going away out, taking a good big white ring, and doing that ring on there, and the next time you come in, you might see her cutting it a wee bit shorter. And uh, the third time, maybe, once you take the third ring, you would be nearly, it would be nearly time for to take them off, because she's coming too close to you. Well, the huntsmen, you see, they, they, uh, when there's a good hair, like, a good hair on their own there, they'll make a good position for themselves. So they get to the best viewing spot they can, best hill, they'll get there. And they'll watch that hunt till, let's say, we'll, we'll take them off. See, 
When you're satisfied, whenever you had a good hunt, you're satisfied for the dogs to come off, for to save the hair, and you'll go and get another one. Then the next one you get mightn't be so good, and it's made be harder to hunt. The young hair is very hard to hunt. The young hair, like that's just but full grown and no more, there's not a good scent of her, and it's hard to hunt. And another thing, she hasn't made up her mind where she's going to run. She doesn't make a ring for herself, which leaves her not so good. But the, the older hair usually has a ring that she does at night or some other, she does it at night, anyhow. And she has, has a ring made, and you can always have a brave hunt at her. There's one animal that's easier hunted than the rest, and that's Mr. Fox. He has a strong scent. And if you get him up and him, and him doesn't take the ground, you can have a good ring at him. He, he's he's terror. You'll, you'll have a good cry at him. But it's the scent. He's very strong in the scent, you see, and he's easier, lives and easier hunted. But then you're never sure when he's going to stop. No, there's more of a deadly cry off the dogs when they're hunting a the fox. Uh, well, a, you know, you would know... You would know when the dogs, when the dogs is hunting a fox. The cry is more, more pitiful. You know, they, 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 they get down deeper into it. And, and they get wickeder. And they get wickeder, do you That's see? That's right, uh, Oh, they get wickeder, surely. And if you could get that boy for the ring, aye. you would never have to move off the hill where you were standing. When Reinhard was risen, he fears for green moor, through a darkly on a legging, on along the clay lake shore. And we kept his bush in view every yard of the way, and he straight took his course to the fields to listle. Tally ho, hark away, tally ho, hark away, tally ho, hark away, my boys away, hark away. And then, of course, you could get a gentleman of a hair too in the time of year, oh, but the month of February. With the, with once the hair child, starts to breed. The child will call the tramp. And that boy, you could get him, and that boy might never turn at all. He might go for miles and miles, wherever he come from. Oh, ever sure. Oh, he might come travel for miles, you see. And once you'd put him up on, he got the scent of the, the dogs, or found them coming in on him at oh, all. He went on state. Oh, for miles. I saw them going for six and seven miles. God be good at any cars, and they come up, used to come up to Larry's of a Sunday morning, we'd be... Well, all we had to do was go out into the field and blow the horn with Mary's dogs, you see, and Owen Rowley's too, and Mary's too, and Johnny Bork's, and Joe Malay's too, and Pat McArdle's place where he lived. And we had three ourselves. And Denny Carson used to come up every Sunday morning, his dog, you see, and uh. he went on up the road and some of our ones were putting in the cows or milking cows or someone, and I, someone says, go on ahead along with Denny there, he says, we'll overtake you. So Denny went on without me, and I had to go in and change my clothes or someone, change my boots or someone, and I went to the house, and I went up the road after Denny. Whenever I got the length of Morrison's crossroads, Denny was coming out of the field, he says the hair's away. And so she was. I could hear the dogs going away on, and I, I fight, went on as hard as I could. And that was at Drumbunyan. And we crossed the mountain road, and we crossed the Blaney road. And went, went out across the Caledon Lane. And I overtook the dogs in Drumgallon Bog. And that was, that was at least eight miles away.
but they had her killed. She was torn and was coming back home whenever they killed her. Uh, unfortunate hair. It was an odd, wasn't a bad time of year anyway. It was the March. So they killed the hair. And they were after driving her from there. From lower directly right tilt. Right tilt from Gallenberg. So uh, there was a young fella, the name of Hughes, I knew him afterwards and he he said to me, what dogs are these? And I says, says I, they're Lord Darkly. He says, Lord, they're great dogs. He says, they put the hair away out there. He says, and they took her by again. He says, and they killed her. You know? He says, I, is that right? Ah, where'd they put her out from? Oh, I don't know where they put her out for. I've seen them going out by, he says. And she torn when she went away out by Jabez Downey Yellow. So uh, anyway, they killed her. And he says, I'll get just one. But he got his one surely in about five minutes. And he says, if I get the black hair, he's not yellow or heavens, whatever happened. But yeah, he got the black hair and she ran into the dogs and was killed. Accidentally? Accidentally. But there was no scarcity hairs anyway where it was because he says, oh, he says, there you are. And God be good at Denny Murray says, you may get us the white one now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, lambs of Kraken, there runs a white hare. She's as swift as a swallow that flies through the air. You'll travel the world over and none can compare. She's the pride of Lord Kraken, this bunny white hare. Yarns, there's funny stories told about them. There was this old boy told this yarn, you see, about uh, the boys who was going out to hunt, and they, they were baiting for a couple of hours and couldn't get a hair at all. And this boy went into this farmyard, you see, and there was a wee house, and we thatched house, and he met this woman, and she says, he hunting? He says, aye. Well, he says, there's no hairs in this country. We're baiting all day and never got a hair. And she says, that's too bad. She says, I think there's a hair in our backyard, and I go back round, and, and you may get her out of it. And your man went round, of course, and what happened, what didn't the hare shoot out of the garden, all right? And he cheered, and the dogs come to him in the way, they went on this hare, and they, they give her a terrible ring. And he wasn't so far away from the house while the hunt was going on, and he had a hare come past him when she was all muck and dirt. She, she had got a terrible time, but uh, she went into the street, went through for to go through past the street, of course, and, she, and he never bothered, he said, looking where she was going, where she went around, but the, ha- the, the ha- dogs come chasing hard and into this place, but could the hunter, they couldn't get her out of the street. So he said she went in there, she must be on out there, and they took the dogs out past the house, and there was no scent or nothing else. And what he went over, and he looked in through the window, and this old doll was wiping her feet at the fire, and they were all mucking through it. She was a witch or something, see. So he says, You may take them away, boys. He says, It's all right. Don't touch that. Don't touch that house. Don't touch that there, he says. Just there, told herself. She lived her own another day. She lived her own another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if the boys had heard about her, they'd been all looking for the When they couldn't get the hair, they'd been looking for her. They'd been going with the car for her. <laughs> <laughs> There was a hair in Chile about this man's ground, you see, but 
There was a woman lived over the fields a bit from and she had only one cow according to the way. He told me about it, you see. So I had hunted a hare around it a couple of times, you see, oh, and then I asked him, say, what about that black hare that's up there? And he says you needn't come up. He says she's not dead, but she can't run too well. Say what happened? Oh, he says one hare that you were hunting, he says she wasn't the right hare at all. And I says to him, what happened? Well, he says, that woman, he says, she had one cow and we had four. And she could sell so much butter every week. And it got that we had hardly any butter. And we had four cows. And all the milk we were getting off the cows was very little. But somebody told me, he says, for to go out and watch on a May morning, he says, and when I went out, he says, I saw this hair. Now, this was the hair, he says, that you had been hunting. And I saw it, and I went back in, he says, and I picked up this gun, he says, and I took the heel out, he says, and I broke up, he says, cut it down nice and fine, he says. It was silver, a shilling, he says, and I pared it down, he says, nice and fine. And I put it back into the cat as he came, and I went out, he says, and she was still fiddling about round the cows, he says. And when she saw me coming, she made off, and he says, I... So he says, she went on, and he says, I tracked her. And he says, I tracked her to this half door, he says. And of course, this woman, he says, was sitting in the corner, he says. So he says, that was the hair, he says, that you were hunting, he says. It wasn't a hair at all, it was that dirty witch of a woman over there, he says. <laughs> and she, she was coming round our cows, he says, and, uh, and we lost all our milk, and, and she had only one cow, and we had four. <laughs> So he says, that was the hair, he says, that you were hunting, so you needn't bother coming any more for to see about her, he says, because she'll run no more. Anyway, but you're still living, he says, and she'll run no more. <laughs> It's a good pastime. It's an honest pastime and there's no rouse at it. You know. And you enjoy yourself at it and there's no trouble, there's no it's not like a it's not even like a football match. There's no there's no fighting at it. And there's no cheering and shouting or unless through rascality or a bit of a joke or something. Oh why after this hunting there do you see? They assemble in some place there and uh, make uh, arrangements. The way we always did here in, in Kerry, you see, we'd, we'd sat on, you know, and uh, we'd make arrangements where we'd, we'd have a meeting here and where we'd want, and we'd make arrangements where we're going to hunt and we'd meet the men that was coming. 
and whenever they would arrive, of course, we would go into Whitey Conley's or some place and have a drink, and away we would go. Now, you know, stopping on ahead, you know, and we'd hunt all evening and all day. Well, then, the Hoover was in charge, secretary of the club, usually. He would make arrangements for a bite to eat for the people, or make arrangements for to give them something to eat. And that would be the first, well, they could, could have a drink if they liked it whenever they come in, but that was the first thing we seen to that they got something to eat, you know. And give us another drink, but he knew whiskey. Oh, I the only something. No, no, no. The first thing would be a, a good bite to eat for the boys. For there's nothing you like better than a good feed after a good long day of starving yourself and uh, running over the hills. And whenever that happened, of course, then you uh, you had a feed then, and then you adjourned to to the room and some man sung a song, of course. Set the set the thing in motion. Then off they went, and there was good men at that job too, including your man here. He could start off a a bit of a night going only, and there was a now lonely before Moan McMahon. They called him was our boss one time, and he was a great man at starting off a night. You know, great huntsman too. Oh, great huntsman! Oh, he was huntsman of. Of them all, one of the best. I mean, but he was a great huntsman and great company. You never heard a bad word. He never said a bad word. You know, he was great crack and told stories of no bad talk. And that was a great thing about it. You know, and uh, a great man to sing a song. And then he started off. He sung a song and asked Sister Man, Sister Man, everyone sing. Everybody sung then. You know. Oh, one fine winter's morning, our horns loaded blow. To the fields around us, our horns men did go. To meet those fine sports from around Kitty Town. None like this sport better than the boys from me down. Oh, when we arrived, they were all within there. We took to the fields in search of a hare. T'was not very long to someone give a cheer. Over Brail and Valley a hare she did steer. For last night as I fed content in the glen, T'was little I thought of hounds or of men. And when going home, at the clear break of morn, I could hear Paddy Toner blow his long copper horn. Well, I sat for to listen or rest for a while. Twas little I thought he was going to meet Kyle. Sure, if I had a known, I'd have lay near the town, and then I'd been clear off those dogs from me down. But it's now that I'm dying, my life is near done. Never more on the green hills of Greenmoor I'll run, or feed in the glen on a long winter's night, or go home to my den at the break of daylight. 
But I blame Owen McMacken for bringing them here. He's been at the same caper for many a year. For Saturday or Sunday, he never gives o'er. With a strange pack of hounds on the hills of Grainmoor. I'll laugh it like Tim Haley and not go down on honour on after on so. <laughs> on the 17th of March, man, when the deers they were long. A hugging deer's devotion, we composed a song. Oh, the goat o'er the man of war when the morning was clear. Oh, we started the hunt men for to finish the year. Tom Foxy come o'er with his dogs in for cry. And he bit every voice from the crimery to Meloy. And the cry of his dogs told him she was the and boys, will our life I not spare? We pussy lay listening to herself, she did say. There's not a dog in the pike now can haunt me the day. Poor Shinny, he looked for me many's a long day. I and all he could give me was the one stole away. Well, to tighten her slippers, we pussy begotten. But the dogs never missed one inch from Chiron. All straight o'er the man of war and down by the bong. All these we hear she made lying for to make the bong. On the top of Smith Hill, this crowd it stood there. And the done their endeavour to save this we hair. Oh, the run in between them for the letter away. Oh, when the big dog called dinner, saying it's not much fair play. Yeah. <laughs> now, come all you good sportsmen that's fond of a hound. Don't drink it or gamlet, but save two half crowns. And settle with the queer fella now on the last day. Aye, and then you can shout, oh, tell he ho hark away. <laughs> And he called in on the to see the pup. Make a wee bit, just make a wee bit higher. How's the pup doing? <laughs> she says it's there, she says, I'll take it away whenever you're going. <laughs> Why is this pup? It's not right, she says. What's wrong with it? Well, she says, I've got him in and called driver in and. Oh, Lord, he's a lovely dog. Yes, we're tired. 
said, so take him away now. He's not afraid. What's wrong with him? If I show you, and raise the dog over on his back. That dog's hung too far back. I've never seen a modern beast with a dog that way. <laughs> What sort of flower did you like best? 
<laughs> because you're about to leave the world behind. <laughs> if you don't mind, honey, then job me so nice and tenderly <laughs> that I could see the old home away in Tennessee. <laughs> Oh, sissy, we're always a yap And I got it in the gub And then I saw the rest of the world gone by Boys, not a bit at all. You've got a lot of trouble, and the swirl's so small. But you don't keep on jogging all day long. And the best and the safest thing for you some morning is get upon the puff, puff, early in the morning, and see them on the platform. All in a row, and the man upon the engine blow that. Cheerio, cheerio, and off we'll go. And then you'll drop into Paris for a holiday. But you want to be very careful of the French girls' way. If they ask you, would you? I parley vous. Well, but what the best and the safest. Thing for you to do it is get upon the platform early in the morning. See them on the platform all in the row, and I'm on upon the engine. Blows a little whistle, Rico, cheerio, and off we'll go. And then you'll meet the widow. God, she's looking very nice. <laughs> And she'll propose to marry. Oh, well, that looks nice. She says she's got a thousand pound of quids. Well, listen, boys, that's all right. But if she's got the kids, you'll get, get upon the pump early in the morning. Say is on the platform, all in the row, and the man upon the engine. He'll blow that little throttle. Cheerio, boy. Cheerio. On the way, we'll go. <laughs> On Yonder Hill was produced by Michael O'Donnell, who wishes to thank the huntsmen of Cady and, in particular, their two elder statesmen, Pat Toner and Oni Me, for their cooperation in making that programme.